sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. As Christians, we are baptized into Jesus Christ. We are joined to Jesus in a deep, spiritual, even metaphysical way. And as such, we become in him priests, prophets, and kings, just as he, as the anointed one, the Messiah, was priest, prophet, and king. But what does that mean for us, especially as laity? What does it mean to say that I am a priest, prophet, and king? That you, as a baptized person, not a priest, not a brother or sister, not somebody in religious life, just as a lay person, our priest, prophet, and king in Jesus Christ. That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, Or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. And the address is very complicated. Ignition (laughs) at sfcatholic.org. It's not very complicated. Ignition at sfcatholic. Sorry. Just to be clear. (laughs) Uh, I think it is clear. But ignition at sfcatholic.org is the email address. The laughter you had heard was the laughter of Renee Kranz, my co-host for this week. Hello, Renee. Hello, Chris. So, Renee, last week, this is the second of a two-parter. Yes. Um, Did did Renee, sorry, did Elise just laugh or just breathe heavily? Was that a sigh or did you laugh? Why? What was? Oh, never mind. I don't want to know. Yeah, we don't want to know. We, we, we'll get off track if we. We don't have time to get off track. We have a lot to get to. We got here. a lot to get to. So this is a two-parter. Last week we started off with sort of the biblical biblical background of how Jesus fulfills an Old Testament reality where he is priest, prophet, and king as the successor of King David, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And then that we, by virtue of our baptism, are all priests, prophets, and kings in him. Mm -hmm. And we start off by talking about some of the confusion that some Catholics have, because that's not necessarily familiar to a lot of language or ideas to a lot of Catholics. Mm -hmm. But it's very biblical. It's very Catholic. So we're using scripture and now the catechism to unpack what that means. Yes. So last week, we just sort of started looking at what the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, the official summary of everything that we believe as Catholics about the laity. Um, and we were just, we, we got into the vocation of lay people. And this is paragraph 899 in the Catechism. And we talked about how we're supposed to basically take Catholic doctrine and Catholic doctrine in life and, and permeate politics, economics, um, and social life with with that doctrine and with that Christian life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that requires our initiative because as I said at the end of last week's episode, father doesn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Sister doesn't know how to do that. Bishop doesn't know how to do that. And the Holy, the Holy Father doesn't know how to do that. Again, they can give us some principles, right. but what this actually looks like in um, sort of day-to-day life and living it out, they requ- they, they're looking to us. Right. Right. Um, they give us the principles, the tools, the spiritual power and nourishment and sustenance, but then we're the ones who are supposed to take that and do something right. with it. Yep. So 899, um, and we, we didn't get to it, so we're, this is where we're going to pick up. Um, the second part of 899 is a quote from um, an address given by, by Pope Pius Twelfth, who lived basically during World War II, died in 1958. Right. So, Renee, would you mind reading that paragraph in 899? Sure. 
Uh, lay believers are in the front line of church life. For them, the church is the animating principle of human society. Therefore, they in particular ought to have an ever clearer consciousness, not only of belonging to the church, but of being the church. That is to say, the community of the faithful on earth under the leadership of the Pope, the common head, and of the bishops in communion with him, they are the church. We as lay people are, are the church. Not That's not to say that the bishops and priests and deacons and religious aren't. They are as well. Right. It's emphasizing. And this is, this is before Vatican II. Yes. This is Pius XII yes. um, in 1946, just after World War II, mm-hmm. saying that the laity are are the church. I love the the first line from that though. Um, lay, lay believers are on the front line of church life. I just love, again, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, we're, we're not just in the battle. We're on the front lines yes. of the battle because our job, so we're the ones who are supposed to be advancing mm-hmm. and taking ground. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, any questions, comments from you on that? We'll just continue not on. Yet. 900, no. please. Since, like all the faithful, lay Christians are entrusted by God with the apostolate by virtue of their baptism and confirmation, they have the right and duty, individually or grouped in associations. I'm going to repeat that. They have the right and duty, individually or grouped in associations, to work so that the divine message of salvation may be known and accepted by all men throughout the earth. This duty is the more pressing when it is only through them that men can hear the gospel and know Christ. Their activity in ecclesial communities is so necessary that, for the most part, the apostolate of the pastors cannot be fully effective without it. The apostolate of the pastors, that's bishops in particular, but Mm -hmm. includes priests, cannot be fully effective without it. They need us Mm -hmm. to do our part. Um, the other thing, we, we have both the right and the duty. So mm-hmm. I, I I think a lot of Catholics probably wouldn't think, oh, I have the right to do. Oh, good. I, I want to know because they're like, that's my duty. Yes. Yes. It is our duty. But it is also our right. We, we don't need to, we shouldn't be waiting for father or for bishop right. or for pope mm-hmm. to, all right, go do it. You, you're right. like to, to make us do it or tell us to do it. We should be doing of our own in relationship with them, sure. not independent of them because right. we're part of the same church. Uh, but we are called to work so that the divine message of salvation may be known and accepted by all men throughout the earth. So the, the, the idea here is this is not the, so the work of evangelization that we're talking about here, the work of, of bringing the gospel into the world is not something that's delegated to us. Right by priests, bishops, by bishops, priests, and deacons. Right, yeah, because there's not enough of them. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, but it's even though it's not like, well, I can't do it because there's not enough of us, right. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delegate some of my power to you. No, right. no, no, no. Right. This is by virtue of our baptism, yep. our right and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now the next several paragraphs are actually getting more into detail about how the laity participate in Jesus's priestly office, in his prophetic office, and in his kingly office. So 901 is another massive quote from Lumen Gentium. Uh, this is one of my favorite paragraphs in the catechism, Ooh, Renee. Yeah. So fun. take it away. All right. Hence the laity, dedicated as they are to Christ and anointed by the Holy Spirit, are marvelously called and prepared so that even richer fruits of the Spirit may be produced in them. For all their works, prayers, and apostolic undertakings— 
family and married life, daily work, relaxation of mind and body, if they are accomplished in the spirit, indeed, even the hardships of life if patiently borne, all these become spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. In the celebration of the Eucharist, these may most fittingly be offered to the Father along with the body of the Lord. And so, worshiping everywhere by their holy actions, the laity consecrate the world itself to God, everywhere offering worship by the holiness of their lives. So, again, as we, we talked about briefly last time, to be a priest, just in the generic religious sense, means to offer sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we're looking at the Christian priesthood, mm-hmm. there are two different kinds of the Christian priesthood. The ordained priesthood and the lay, baptismal priesthood. Okay. Baptismal priesthood might be the better way to describe it. So by again, by virtue of our baptism, we are all called to offer sacrifice to God, to mediate between God and, in our case, and, and, and other parties, in our mm-hmm. case, the world. Mm-hmm. So um, the middle, I, I, I was tempted to have you stop and reread there's this massive, I mean, I would imagine for you as like somebody, as an editor, there's a massive, it's not, it's, it's not a, a run on sentence. sentence. I don't it's even just know where really it starts and long <laughs> sentence in the middle of this. For all that, their works, that yes, one? Yes, that yeah. one. So I'm going to read it because okay. I want to know, because it's hard to like, when you're reading it, it's hard to be engaged with it intellectually. So I'm going to read now because I want you to be thinking about what this means and what its implications okay. are, what it's saying. For all their, that's the laities, for all their works, so for all of my works, for all of our works as lay people, all our works, prayers, and apostolic undertakings, family and married life, daily work, relaxation of mind and body, if they are accomplished in the spirit, indeed even the hardships of life if patiently born, all these become spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What is, so that again, this is a quote from one of the most important documents of Second Vatican Council, Lumen Gentium, um, just quoted at length by the catechism. This is official church teaching. What is what, what What are the leaders of the church, what are our bishops and our popes saying to us in that sentence, Renee? Well, to me, they're saying to actually offer up everything we do. Like everything we do, everything, sitting around watching TV. Relax. Ha- so. Yeah, Uh Stubbing your toe on a chair, God, as a sacrifice for ourselves, for others, for a particular need uh, in the church or in the world. And if we do that all the time, we're actually doing the the, the thing that our baptism calls us yes. to do. And when, we're, when we do that, we're consecrating the world itself to right. God. Right. We, we are we are we, we are increasing the the glory quotient of of the right. cosmos. Yeah. And when you think about this, okay. So earlier you were talking about well how we work in, at the chancery. So it's easy for us. Yeah. This is the difference between, I'm going to jump. I'm sorry. No, no, please. This is to me, the difference between just going to mass on Sunday mm-hmm. and then the rest of your life is your own. Mm-hmm. It's really not our own. Mm-hmm. We go to mass on Sunday. Yes. That's just the one hour out of the rest of the week. We're supposed yep. to be doing all this. We're supposed to be offering our, everything from our lives up as a sacrifice. If we did that, this would be a much different place. Amen. So I think that's how you look at how we exist as Catholics in the world in the way that God's wanting us to, that that big sentence right there. Yep. 
Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I love for the reasons that you, so as you said, you said more than once, everything, everything, that's quite the list. I mean, okay. I'm prayers. All right. Apostolic undertakings. Okay. Yep. Family and married life. Oh, (laughs) so the two women in the studio with me, you're both married, no kids, but at this point, both married your relationship with your husband's my relationship Mm -hmm. with my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, is or can be if I do it um, in the spirit, mm-hmm. if I, if I husband, if you both wife in the spirit, that becomes a spiritual sacrifice Yeah, by which the world is consecrated. Mm-hmm. Um, family life. So me as, as a dad, the way that I parent my children can be, the way that I father my children can be a spiritual fight, sacrifice that sanctifies the world. Right. And them, Daily. and them, and by them. the way. And them. <laughs> Daily work, your yeah. job, whatever you do, stay-at-home mom, um, CEO of your own business, farmer, rancher, whatever it is, your daily work can be a spiritual sacrifice that sanctifies the world. Right. And, and um, relaxation of mind, my vacation, mm-hmm. if done in the spirit. <laughs> Can be a spiritual sacrifice. Right. So, as you said, everything. Everything. We are called to offer everything we do to God. Now, to be clear, uh, my sins are worthless that way. Like, I, right. I, 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 right. <laughs> this does not right, mean, right, right. you know, don't offer your um, theft, your embezzlement to the Lord. It's not going to do any good whatsoever if you're. Right. But I would think that if you're busy doing all of these things, there's going to be a lot less sin, shouldn't there be? Amen, Isn't sister. that how you how you because develop you can't, holiness? Because you can't do this by accident, right? It requires intentionality every day. Yeah, and I, I don't do this. I, right, I, I don't. Right. I don't do this like in a, 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 a. Well, I do this to some degree. Sure, but I can grow in my intentionality mm-hmm. of everything that I. I even work for the church for goodness sake. Right, the director of discipleship. Right. Formation for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and I can be more intentional yeah. about ev- offering everything that I do yeah. as a spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God the Father. Yeah, agreed. I'm I'm definitely not saying that. Yeah, it's easy for us because we work in the. It's actually not. We're we're right. just as guilty many times as everybody else, but it it just it seems so easy. Like, right. Right. We're, but there's so many distractions yep. and. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So. Um, we, we get two more paragraphs which sort of elaborate on how, again, the laity participate in Jesus' priestly office. So just go ahead and read both two, 902 and 903. Right? Okay. In a very special way, parents share in the office of sanctifying by leading a conjugal life in the Christian spirit and by seeing to the Christian education of their children. Lay people who possess the required qualities can be admitted permanently to the ministries of lector and acolyte. When the necessity of the church warrants it and when ministers are lacking, laypersons, even if they are not lectors or acolytes, can also supply for certain of their offices, namely to exercise the ministry of the word, to preside over liturgical prayers, to confer baptism, and to distribute Holy Communion in accord with the prescriptions of law. So 902 focused on the way that parents in particular share in the office. Of, so the priest, the office of Jesus, mm-hmm. the office to sanctify. Mm-hmm. Um, 
by seeing to the Christian education of their children. 903 talks about, to me, the, probably the more obvious ways. Like if you were to ask somebody like, so how can a lay person exercise mm-hmm. the office of sanctification of priestly? Well, by being um, a elector at right. mass right. or by you know serving at mass when there's nobody else to serve mm-hmm. or all those liturgical ministries that laity can participate in. Right. And they can, but this is the third paragraph in the section. Right. The first paragraph is first. Yes, for to, a reason. <laughs> for a reason. So to part- the, the point I'm making here is you don't need to do anything other than at mass other than pray the mass in the pew. Right, intentionally. Intentionally. Yeah. In order to participate in the mass, in order to participate in Christ's priestly office. Right. Um, when it comes to the mass, we don't need to be, when it comes to participating in Jesus' priestly office, it doesn't require all those things. Right, right. It means living, yes, praying the mass intentionally, but living all of my life intentionally and offering it all to the Father. Right. Okay. All right. Let's, we're going to move on now. Uh, so with paragraph 904, we get into what the church tells us about what it means for the laity to participate in Jesus' prophetic office. Okay. 904. All right. Christ fulfills this prophetic office not only by the hierarchy, but also by the laity. He accordingly both establishes them as witnesses and provides them with the sense of the faith and the grace of the word. To teach in order to lead others to faith is the task of every preacher and of each believer. So that last sentence that you read is a quote from St. Thomas Aquinas, and we'll read it again. To teach in order to lead others to faith is the task of every preacher, well, duh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, and of each believer. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. We're all called, and it's like anybody who's been paying attention to the diocese who falls for any time at all, but, yeah. but this is not a surprise. In the last few years, um, like, for sure. <laughs> we're all called to, to teach in a, in, in a broad sense, it might be in a formal way as a catechist, but in some way to communicate with others and to others in order to lead them to faith. Mm-hmm. We're all called to do that. Yep. And again, the, the previous paragraph, earlier in the paragraph, um, also a quote from, surprise, surprise, Lumen Gentium. <laughs> Jesus fulfills his, it says this, but it's his prophetic office, not just through the hierarchy, but also by the laity. Right. So, Again, we're joined to him. Mm -hmm. So he's working through you and me to accomplish today in 2023 his prophetic work. Right. Um, The prophetic work of Jesus Christ in every time and place is worked out through every member of the church, not just the ordained, not just the religious, but the laity as well. And he does that to make us holy. Yep. By the way. Yep. Amen. (laughs) All right. 905. Lay people also fulfill their prophetic mission by evangelization. That is the proclamation of Christ by word and the testimony of life. For lay people, this evangelization acquires a specific property and peculiar efficacy because it is accomplished in the ordinary circumstances of the world. I'm going to pause you there because then we get another uh, a quote from a different Vatican II document. But that last sentence that you read, this evangel- for lay people, this evangelization, this is also Vatican II, acquires a specific property and peculiar efficacy. Why? Because it's accomplished in the ordinary circumstances of the world. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we are able to evangelize in the ordinary circumstances of the world it will, is what makes it lay evangelization. Right, right. 
All right, and then this quote from the Vatican II document on specifically on the apostolate of the laity. This witness of life, however, is not the sole element in the apostolate. The true apostle is on the lookout for occasions of announcing Christ by word, either to unbelievers or to the faithful. The true apostle, which we're all called to be and empowered by our baptism to be, is on the lookout. We're looking. We're ready for occasions to announce Christ by word, either to unbelievers or to the faithful. So it's not just about living it. It is when we're prompted by the Spirit, we're on the lookout. Mm-hmm. It's by speaking it as well. Okay, so I'm gonna move. We're gonna actually skip because 906 is about how lay people can also participate in the church's catechetical right. um, programming formation, um, and then uh, 907 is about how we can work in a uh, greater way. So it, it's speaking to the reality of DREs and, sure. yep. and and people like me who are doing this in a more direct way with the the ordained right. But I want to move on um, to the third participation in Christ's threefold office, the fact that and how the laity participate in Jesus's kingly office, yes. 908. By his obedience unto death, Christ communicated to his disciples the gift of royal freedom so that they might, by the self-abnegation of a holy life, overcome the reign of sin in themselves. So let's pause here. I hate, I hate when I have to read this blind and these words know, come know, up and I'm like, what? You did that well. You, you did it. Self-abnegation. You did that well. Um, Sorry. Just, like, we are in Jesus Christ, kings and queens. And you think about a, what is, what is a king? What, what, so let me, let me ask you, what does a king, what does a queen, what does that word evoke? Uh, power to rule. Power to rule. All right, let's oh get into it. Here we oh no. go. So that by the self-abnegation of a holy life. Wait. What's a self-abnegation mean? Dying to self. Oh, boy. We overcome the reign of sin in themselves. This is the gift of royal freedom. So it is about ruling. It's about ruling, first and foremost, myself. Mm-hmm. By dying to myself, by overcoming the rule of sin in myself, I receive that royal, well, that's what happens when, with the gift of royal freedom that Jesus gives to me. So, yes, there is real rule. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, frankly, primarily, it's rule over myself. Right. For me to participate in Jesus's kingly office it begins by me taking, if you will, ownership of myself. And overcoming the reign of sin that has ruled over me. Right. Um, read. There's a. We get another long quote from Saint Ambrose, a great early church father from Milan in the fourth, fifth century. Okay, that man is rightly called a king who makes his own body an obedient subject, and by governing himself with suitable rigor, refuses to let his passions breed rebellion in his soul for he exercises a kind of royal power over himself. And because he knows how to rule his own person as king, so too does he sit as its judge. He will not let himself be imprisoned by sin or thrown headlong into wickedness. Again, a really beautiful to me, poetic but convicting explanation of the fact that to participate in Jesus' kingly office means first and foremost that my subject is myself. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. 909 is a long paragraph, again, from, surprise, surprise, Lumen Gentium. Not a long quote from Lumen Gentium. Okay. Moreover, by uniting their forces, let the laity so remedy the institutions and conditions of the world when the latter are in inducement to sin, that these may be conformed to the norms of justice, favoring rather than hindering the practice of virtue. By so doing, they will impregnate culture and human works with a moral value. We are called to impregnate culture and human works with a moral value, to work together to remedy the institutions and conditions of the world when the latter are an inducement of sin. So as you and I are recording, we're just, um, so this is the 8th, mm-hmm. um, yesterday, November 7th, Ohio passed this state constitutional amendment Horrendous. where it really enshrines um, the right to abortion up to and through birth mm-hmm. um, in Ohio's. And w- did the people who were voting for it, did they really realize what they're voting for? Many of them probably not. Right. But this is an example of where, as, as laity, we're called to remedy the institutions and conditions of the world when the latter are inducement of sin. And this is a way in which, as you said earlier, and maybe it was last week's episode, we're failing. Yeah, yeah. We we we're too failing. much compartmentalize our faith. You. I mean, using different words to say the same thing you had previously said. We're compartmentalizing our, our faith to Sunday morning. Yeah. And my faith is supposed to permeate, to infuse everything that I do. And for us as laity, if that happens, that means the world is going to be permeated, infused, impregnated with a moral value, with Christian doctrine and life. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I just... let let. Let's take a step back here. Last couple of minutes, Renee. So there's a few more paragraphs, but those ones I think um, speak to this reality of what it means. And you can read the catechism more if you have questions. Uh, email ignitionsfcatholic.org about specific. If you're wondering about some of the language, uh, I can help you with that. But just takeaways, Renee. Going back again to how we started last episode, a lot of people get confused. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is helpful? Oh, I think so. Um, I mean, to to hear the the words of past popes of saints and so on explain this not just second vatican council because when we started and it's vatican council i'm like oh here you're gonna have these oh that's vatican council this has been permeated throughout the church for since the beginning yep so um i think to hear that explained and to really understand what our baptismal call is uh we need that more now than maybe ever we, we, yeah, I, I don't know. We, we definitely need it today. We need, uh, we need it a lot. Yeah, and this this is yeah Vatican II um, misunderstood and therefore gets a bad rap. But when it comes to the laity, it was like it that was so Vatican II. All the bishops of the world together get together together under the um, leadership of the Pope, like looking to us mm-hmm. as the laity. Mm-hmm. We need you to do your part. Right. It's the church is not just us. Right. The church is all of the baptized, yeah. and all of us have rights and responsibilities. Yes. And our our it's it's not so much we don't need you. We 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 need you to work with us because the world needs right. you. Right. It's not us versus them. Us versus the world. It, ultimately, it's us for the sake yes. of the world. Yes. And yes, God could do whatever He wants all by Himself. He wants to make us holy. Yep. And this is how he does this. He allows us to work with him and through him. Yep. Him through us. And he wants uh, and he wants to make the world holy through yes. us. Yes. Amen. Thanks, yes. Renee. You bet. And folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future ones. Until next time, may God bless you. <laughs>